This is Pastor Derek Thomas of Living Witness Ministries, and I want to welcome you to the Living Word Podcast. I pray that today's teaching blesses you, inspires you, and encourages you to live a life worthy of the King of Kings and Lord of Lords that we serve. God bless. Living Witness Ministries is seeking to fulfill its God-given mandate to reach the world with the life-giving word through outreach ministries including the Living Word Podcast, Living Word Broadcast, and daily words of witness on our pages on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, and Liker. In addition, Living Witness Ministries is embarking upon our Project ATL campaign with the goal of establishing and launching our ministry headquarters in Atlanta, Georgia in the fall of 2021. If our outreach ministry is a blessing to you, won't you consider supporting the ministry in our vision? You can donate via Cash App at dollar sign LW Ministries 2020. That's dollar sign capital L capital W Ministries 2020. Thank you in advance for your support and for doing your part to help us reach the world with the life-giving word. Our text today is found in 1 Corinthians 2, verses 1 and 2. And what you'll find written there reads in this fashion. It reads as follows. And when I came to you, brothers, I did not come proclaiming to you the testimony of God with lofty speech or wisdom. For I decided to know nothing among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. As we speak today to the subject for a few minutes, getting back to the basics. Amen. God is calling us to get back to the basics of worship. And what's happened today is that so much of the world has gotten involved with worship that we've allowed the gospel message to get lost and convoluted in the bustle of the day. We've gotten so caught up in the music. We've gotten so caught up in the uh, uh, media. We've gotten so caught up in the, the, the highlights and grandstanding in ministry that we've lost sight of the critical thing. And the critical thing that God wants us to understand, beloved, is that worship is about saving souls. Amen. God desires us to truly be fishers of men, as Jesus said in the word. And we find in our text today that, that Paul is writing to the church of Corinth, a church that's a new church that's dealing with division on a host of subjects and soul winning and kingdom building in fact is one of them many individuals in the church are more concerned with lifting up the name of the church than they are lifting up the name of Jesus kind of like today and what God desires us to know and what he's saying to us through Paul's word here is that we've got to become serious about lifting up the name of Jesus we've got to become serious about doing the work of ministry and making sure that Jesus is first and foremost in the lives of others Our, our, our text here is letting us know that we've got to get back to the basics In school, there are three basics. There's reading, there's writing, and there's arithmetic. And I submit to you today that there are three basics as it pertains to doing the work of ministry uh, in the kingdom building process and in doing the work of ministry for lifting up the name of Jesus. The first component of that is keeping our witness simple. Amen. We've got to keep it simple. From my days in sales, I remember the KISS acronym, keep it simple, stupid. That's what he called it. While those of us that have said yes to Jesus by no means are stupid, I've replaced that S for stupid with the word saints. We've got to keep it simple, saints. We've, we've made it far too difficult. We've made it far too involved 
uh, for doing this thing called ministry in a way that's pleasing to man instead of doing it the way that's pleasing to God. Look at what it says here. It says here uh, in our text, the beginning of it, and when I came to you, brothers, Paul said, I didn't come proclaiming to you the testimony of God with lofty speech or wisdom. Now, in our text here, what Paul is doing is he's sharing, to, uh, sharing with us the importance of keeping our story simple in order to let the goodness of Christ shine through. And oftentimes what we can do is we can allow Christ to get lost in our message. We're so looking for a, a turn of phrase that catches people's attention. We're so looking for just the right words to say when we should be like Moses. When, 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 when God told Moses, look, you open your mouth and I'll speak. We've got to trust God to do the speaking for us. People desire to hear from God, beloved. They don't desire to hear from us. They desire to hear a word from the Lord. That's why many individuals say, is there a word from the Lord? Not, is there a word from you or is there a word from me? Because the word that comes from me or the word that may come from you apart from the Lord may do more harm than good. This is why the Bible tells us to study to show ourselves approved unto God, not unto man. So that at the appointed time when God desires to lift up his name through you and I, we have a ready word in our mouths. We have the word in us because God can only draw out of us what's in our reservoir. And if we're not putting any word in us, we have no word to come out. And our witness is nothing more than the word that's alive in us and our capacity to speak what the word says. God desires us to be living witnesses, individuals that are willing to speak his goodness in our lives, speak to his goodness in our lives and to let people know about that goodness and what we have to do is stop worrying about the pretense and stop worrying about the presentation and worry more about the content. God is looking for content. Dr. King said that, that he's looking forward to a day where people are not judged by the color of their skin or what's on the outside, but by the content of their character. And I would say that it goes even further than that, that we as believers, people that are looking for a living witness are not looking for individuals that look good. They're not looking for individuals that are in two or three piece suits that are in the finest of dresses or the finest of clothing. They're looking for individuals that have a witness that has content, that has a witness that has character, because the content and character of that witness is what's going to draw men and women to Christ. So God is letting us know that we've got to be serious about keeping uh, 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 our witness simple. Not getting so caught up in going into all the grandiose verbiage, but letting people know like Paul did, Jesus Christ and him crucified. He came into my life and this is what he did for me. Keeping it the who, what, when, where, why, and how. When I learned how to write for, for journalism in high school, that's what they said you answered. You should be able to answer in the byline those five questions. And if you can answer those five questions in the byline, you've done your role in, in making sure that the story is relevant. Because most people are going to give that story 10 to 12 seconds. You have about 10 to 12 seconds to let people know that what you have to say is, is, is something that truly is life-changing. And, and one way that you can do that above and beyond the, the witness and, and keeping it not only simple in what you say is making sure that how you live lines up. you got to keep your living consistent with the witness that you profess. Amen. you got to keep it simple. You not only keep the witness simple, but keep it relevant. Now, when I text here, what Paul is doing is he made it clear that our witness is comprehensive and, and what we do is just as important as what we say. You notice that Paul was not sitting here at, at, at a stagnant place. Paul was not just sitting around saying, I got something to say. I, I got something to say and I need you to hear what I have to say. No, if you look in the word, it says here that Paul said that he came to you. See, ministry is a going proposition. At Living Witness, we, we've adopted a, a project SOS. That's to save and to ordain and to send. And we can have people saved all day, all day long and God can ordain them to do the work. But if they never go out 
If they're never sent and they go out to do the work of ministry, then they're just sitting on their gifts and they become null and void. And that's what a lot of people are doing today, church. They're, they're, they're sitting on their gifts and not allowing the goal nature of their gifting and the gold nature of their witness to go forth and god desires us to go forth but he needs us to go forth in a certain kind of way we just can't go forth any kind of way our walk has to line up with our talk amen everything that we do say and think have to line up with the word of god people would much rather see a sermon six days a week from me than to hear one on sundays like we're having right now it's much better to live out what it is that you talk about. There was a hymn that I was growing up, when I was growing up, called Lift Him Up. And one of the verses is, Lift Him Up by living as a Christian ought. Let the world in you, the Savior, see. Then men will gladly follow him who was taught. I'll draw all men unto me. It's one thing to give God lip service, but it's quite another and much more appropriate to give God real service. And when we give God real service, what begins to happen is that God begins to move in very real ways in the lives of other people. And he begins to move in very real ways through you to impact individuals that you've been anointed and appointed and equipped to reach. Because each and every one of us are fearfully and wonderfully made. And we're fearfully and wonderfully made for the purpose of being used by God to go out and make a divine impact in the lives of those that don't know Christ. There's somebody out there right now that's waiting for your witness. They're waiting for your witness. They're waiting for your word. They're waiting for you to say something. So say something, but say something not only with what you say, say something even more so with what you do and how you act. Say something with how you respond in the face of persecution. Say something of how you respond when the going gets tough. Say something and how you respond when someone is hurting or when you're hurting or when you're angry or when you're upset and you still have to have a word. The, the, the word has made provision for all of those things. The word lets us know that we can call upon him and he'll hear us and he'll answer us and he'll show us great and marvelous works that we know not of. So we've got to be mindful and remember and understand that not only the words that we say have an impact, but how we act have equally as much impact. And we have to understand that what we say and how we act should reflect the most important component. And that's keeping our Savior the main subject. Amen. My pastor, my dear friend, always says the main thing is to keep the main thing the main thing. And what we've done is we've allowed so much rhetoric to get into the gospel message and convoluted. And we just have to keep it simple. J Jesus Christ and him crucified. That's the message. Jesus Christ and him crucified. That's what we have to remember. If you, if you remember nothing else from this message today, beloved, remember Jesus Christ and him crucified. That's what we need to be telling. The only subject, the only text, everything we need is Jesus Christ and him crucified. If you can remember John 3, 16, you can preach a sermon. Jesus Christ and him crucified because God so loved the world so much that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Jesus Christ and him crucified because God loved you so much that he stopped what he was doing and sent his son so that he could die for you so that you might have the right on this day to say yes to him. Now, in our text here, what Paul is doing is making it crystal clear that Christ and him crucified indeed is the main thing and that we should always be lifting up the name of Jesus before everybody that we meet in everything that we do. We should be lifting up the name of Jesus and every word that we speak and every action that we take and every thought that we think Jesus should be preeminent in all of it. And as we allow God to be preeminent in all of it, 
God will take the preeminent position in our lives and through taking that position, he can then make a supernatural impact in the lives of others. God desires you and I to be nothing more than just carriers of the good news. He desires us to be vessels that are emptied out and ready and willing to be used by him to make a supernatural difference and impact in the lives of others. So Paul is challenging you and I today to get back to the basics, get back to the basics of what effective ministry is, get back to the basics of, of making your witness a living witness, get back to the basics of letting your actions and your walk line up with your talk. And most importantly, get back to the basics of allowing God to be God and letting Jesus Christ be first and foremost in your life. And I'm here to let you know that if and when you do those things, God can and will move mightily through you to make a supernatural impact in the lives of others. God bless. I pray that you were blessed by today's word. The Bible tells us that if we confess with our mouths that Jesus Christ is Lord and believe in our hearts that God raised him from the dead, that we would be saved. If you've never taken the opportunity to do either one of those things, won't you join me now in prayer? Let's pray. Lord Jesus, I come before you a sinner. I believe that you sent your son to die that I might live. I believe that he lived, died, rose again, ascended to heaven, and is coming back for sinners just like me. I confess my sin. I ask you into my heart and I ask you into my life. Thank you, Lord, that by faith I am now saved. In Jesus' name, amen. If you prayed that prayer, I'd like to welcome you into the household of faith and into a loving relationship of salvation with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Please email me and let me know of your experience or if you have any prayer requests or praise reports, please email me. The email address is living to witness at gmail.com. That's living, the number two, witness at gmail.com. Until next time, this is Pastor Derek Thomas encouraging you to live your life as a living witness.